Good morning, my birds and bees. I'm your favorite worker bee, Luke G, and you are listening to 80.8 The Buzz, where we bring you backstage into the artist studio so you can get to know some of your favorite artists and get a little taste of how the honey gets made. On today's episode, we have the Beerman Brothers joining us in the hive today. I've been looking forward to having you guys on this show literally ever since I heard you guys play the first time at Koa. I've just fell in love with your guys' sound the second I heard it. Yeah. It means a lot. <laughs> of course. How long like, have you guys been playing music? How old are you guys? When we're 18, we've been playing for a long time, ever since we were eight, so 10 years now. Because our older brother was playing, he got us into it. So yeah, it's been just been playing, keeping it real since then. And he's eight years old. <laughs> that's that's insanity. Wait, real quick, before I forget, you guys got to introduce yourselves. Let's get to know your voices. Oh, okay. I'm Sean. Sean Berman. And I'm I'm Chad. Nice. And we got the Beerman brothers on deck today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dang. Oh, that's yeah. That's so sick. I mean, so you guys said you started playing music when you were eight years old. I mean, like, was it just like your parents kind of stuck a guitar in your hand and said, this is this is what you're going to do? Or was it like some, some moment that like kind of drew you to, towards music so it was our one of our sister's friends he would always come over and he had a guitar and I would, we would always think it was so cool and our brother started playing too with him and he was always playing and we always asked him to teach us but he never would and then one day he touched down and not me and i was very upset <laughs> and then and then kind of competed and then we both just kept playing forever well we took a break in fifth grade but we always saw it as this magical thing that only older people were allowed to touch. So when we started playing it, we thought we were like, so we thought it was so cool. In fifth grade, we stopped playing for a little bit though, because we got a little bored. And then in sixth grade, we started liking Led Zeppelin. So we played a bunch of Led Zeppelin and it never stopped after that. So yeah, once you get that lead in you, you can never get the lead out. You know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? oh man, I freaking love that. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you guys, so do you come from like, it sounds like you come from a musically inclined family then, like in, and there's more than two Beerman brothers. There, There's a secret third brother. Yeah. <laughs> there's a secret third brother. His name's Ryan. He's Ryan. not, um, he's, he's doesn't play music anymore. Once he went to high school, he stopped. So he was the only one who played in our family besides us. He just did football and stuff. So when we, when we went to high school, our parents wanted to encourage us to keep going with music so they put us in Huntington Beach High School and they have a good music program. So we're seniors there now. It's really fun. Great music program, good for learning production value and like all that sort of stuff. So that's rad. Yeah, so it's been cool. Yeah, no, yeah um our parents awesome. our parents actually don't play at all. It's really just us and then Ryan played a little bit, but it's just us and the whole family pretty much of the play. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty sick. So it's like really something you guys kind of carved out for yourselves. You just like kind of got bit by the music bug and were like, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I want to yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Luckily, we have really supportive parents all along the way. Themselves didn't really do any music very much, except our, I mean, our mom played a little bit of flute in high school and early years of college. But, you know, she hasn't played in 40 years. Like occasionally we'll have her play with us for fun. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Crazy. No, I, I get you. That, that's that's wild, though. I love that for you guys, though. I mean, it, it takes a lot of courage, and it sounds like you had a lot of support, though, too, which makes it definitely uh, a smoother sale. But, I mean, it's like 
deciding to do music can be a, a real it's either great for the family or it's a real detriment and people are like oh, get yeah. a real job or just wow this is so mm -hmm. awesome pursue your dreams and then really support you and build you up and it sounds like that's what you guys have for yourselves and that's i mean it just makes sense on like why you guys have followed the path you are you're on i think that's really and, huge yeah we're so lucky it's so lucky we have supportive parents that's for sure yeah just in any capacity yeah do so was there a moment that you guys decided oh like we're getting like actually pretty good at this and we want to make a career out of this so like we can make a life playing music or is it still kind of like just more brings you joy so you're going to do it no matter what probably just taking music lessons we took originally we took lessons with some guys who were really talented but they kind of like retired a little bit so we had to switch to this young guy named dylan he was a young college student from Cal State Long Beach studying music and he was teaching us and it, it was cool watching him teach because for me it was like opened my eyes to be like oh wow he's just some kid in college who's like making it by living himself in Long Beach and make, just teaching music and gigging and all that so I was like dude I could totally do this and same with our other teacher Alexi and our other teacher James they all just Alexi was from Russia when he moved here by himself just to do music and James is a legend he's been playing forever so just seeing the teachers and how because at the time it was more of like oh it's cool these teachers are homies let's learn from them they're cool and then it was like a good eye-opening to see oh wow this is this is how it works you can live off this stuff this is rad no I think that's incredible so I mean like for you you're just going to be surrounded in music no matter what the capacity you're, you're not like oh I need to be on stage front and center rocker type guy i'm not saying you won't be that at any point because i definitely think you guys will but i mean it's just like you are going to gig it's just music is going to be your your meal on the table that's, yeah. that's what you've decided and i think once you make that decision that's when it happens because then there's no other option mm -hmm. there's no fallback no backup plan it's like, this is the plan and it's going to work and now we're even basing college off of that we're graduating high school right now i just talked to my counselor before this that's what and he was talking all about because I was thinking about doing full-time college and touring at the same time, and it's not going to work either that you do one or the other. So I'm choosing online college to focus more on music, you know? <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's... Well, yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it could be done doing in-person schooling and gigging, but I think online college is definitely going to take the weight off your shoulders, and you won't have to feel like a be trying to be in a million places at once type of thing. Cause you're yeah, always my planning schedule i always forget to factor in drive time i'm like of course i can do that it starts at three starts at four done and then it's oh wait i gotta get there you know so yeah uh, online college would definitely be a, a real headache saver on that yeah if we were touring in vegas oh gotta drive back to cyprus for right. a college <laughs> class yeah that would yeah. work that's good that's cool yeah we mostly want to be artists so but like you said uh filling whatever capacity artist is for sure that's our main thing and then just to fill in the the rent monthly rent also do music and other like teaching and hopefully own a studio eventually and totally do sound engineering and all that stuff yeah sean are you also uh gonna be doing uh online schooling are you guys kind of like trying to stick together and you want to be like a, a power duo or do you guys see yourselves kind of branching off in in different ends of uh, yeah. the music sphere yeah, well, I th I'm thinking I'm going to do online school. I didn't know there was an option for in-person, actually, until Chad's saying it now. <laughs> so yeah. No, I just talked to the counselor about it, because yeah. I 
I had no clue what I was talking about. I literally just talked about literally anything that was on my mind that I've been trying to explain to my parents that they were like, no, you should just go to college. So I just had this crazy talk with him, and he told me a bunch of things that are good ideas. So Yeah, I was just writing songs on this guitar right here, and I, I heard the guy talking. I didn't know what you guys were talking about, but that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I'm in the other room for people watching. We're, we're twins, obviously, so we're in the same house. And I hear his voice like, outside of his... Discord right now. <laughs> yeah, I your voice. <laughs> That's so funny. It's not hey! from the recording, <laughs> which is good. No, it's not. It's not. No, no. Yeah. But that's so funny. I mean, yeah. I so you guys like do want to stay the Beerman brothers? Then like you want to kind of keep collabing together and feeling yourself each other. That's really fun. Yeah. Definitely easiest to schedule with with a identical twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> Too easy to. Stay connected, obviously. We have band practice. It's not even that. It's just, you want to practice this song right now? This is fun. Yeah. You, you know? have that, like, twin thing where you're, like, kind of, like, already in sync and you guys, like, kind of have that telepathy or is that a stereotype? Honestly, for music especially, we do. For most things, we don't. But we'll always think of the same drum beat and same bass line, same melodies and same guitar riffs over progression. That's at a certain tempo, I feel. Sean be playing something, and I'll always think of something that's similar. I'll be like, oh, you should do this, and he'll already be doing it, and vice versa. I mean, it's that's cool, but at the same time, it's funny, though, because then we can't really collaborate because we always have the same ideas. So it's like working, it's like working with yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting hurdle. I wouldn't have kind of imagined that. I mean, like, because uh, musicians all the time talk about just, like, butting heads or, like, kind of putting their foot down on I want this beat or this riff but it's I didn't really think of the the other side of that coin where it's oh we only have the same ideas so then there's not as many like new ones to have that yeah. like kind of tug of war situation with that really brings out uh, great music yeah yeah it's a weird it's a weird balance definitely between yeah. such a unique scenario but it's it's fun so that's why sometimes it's nice to throw a third brain in there just yeah, we do kind of write different styles, but like for whatever song we write, when we're producing it together in our room, we'll always have the same ideas, mostly. For sure. So, for sure. So, I mean, like, I've seen you guys, like, on Instagram, you guys have been collabing with just a bunch of people that you meet, like, basically anyone from, like, Koa's performances or, or stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure Terry Steele, the president of Koa, was telling me that you guys uh, just wrote a song, or is that, this is coming out way later, so it should be fine to talk about. Um, but like, uh, how did it go? How, what was like the process like for making? Yeah, so this song was really fun. It's called "I Love You," so it's it's really. Oh, Sean, I think he's talking about a song we wrote with like. A oh, that one, that one. Yeah, yes, sorry, my mom's all wrapped up in this other I also, one. I also just want to double check. It's recording, right? I don't see any like red button or anything. Oh yeah, sorry. That's that's a a good point. I'm recording on. Uh, it's a system called OBS. And so it's not in Discord, it's outside of Discord. So it's like uh, capturing our audio from Discord. I don't know, it's a weird thing, but yes, we are. Thank you for checking, I appreciate that. Of course, of course, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, so I mean, I want to talk about like all, all your singles because you guys have got some good ones out right now, but I'm particularly referencing the one with Ava. Yeah, it was like promotional music kind of thing, right? It's for, is it particularly alcohol and drug awareness? Because I know that's what Koa dabbles in a lot or just like youth, but like what what's the sentiment of the song pretty much? This one, um, we wrote this one with, yeah, Gabby and Ava and Corey. And yeah, it was, it was, we, we all talked about which, what subject do we want to base this off of? And we ended up 
hearing off of just the whole pandemic and growth during the pandemic, as well as battling with whatever difficulties of yourself. Pretty sure they actually had us write on that. So they they had us write anything we want, but the this topic had to be on that actually. Oh, that's right. That's oh, right. interesting. Okay. I mean, yeah, that, it was that cool. makes sense because I mean, that's if someone says I want this kind of song or this message to come out in the song, then they give it to the artist and they're about boom, here you go. You know. Yeah. So they they basically asked us to write how our experience was through the pandemic, and like how it helped us grow or not grow, and and so then we all talk like added in our experiences to the pandemic. We were all working in our backyard right over there, and we were all talking about like, oh yeah, for this person, it made them feel just really lonely and depressed. And for this person, it like me, for example, it gave me all the time. I, I really desperately wanted to work on my music. So so it was an interesting combination to get different different minds. Unlike when Sean and I just worked together, everyone was able to Everyone had different experiences. He came up with different lyrics and different stories in each stanza, kind of, each verse. I think that's really cool. And I think that's just going to be, like, probably part of your career as a whole is just, like, collabing with people and kind of getting that new perspective on your guys' sound. Uh, and, and, I mean, adding, like you said, to the stories and stuff. I think that's going to be a real asset in terms of keep producing fresh new music at anywhere you can. And it's fun, I got to imagine. Meeting new people and, like, seeing who clicks and who doesn't and just like, kind of getting to take your pick of the pie, what you want. I think that's really awesome. Yeah, to know, it's a great song, too. It, it's a very, like, R&B and jazzy. A lot of mix of Gabby with the melodies and her R&B style and Sean with a lot of the jazz guitar chords, so it's cool. Yeah, what would you? And then, of course, yeah, it, was really fun. That, it was a really good collab, honestly. I want to all those pe- super talented people all there. Yeah, it's really a great time too. Everyone there, shout out to Corey, Ava, Gabby. You guys all super fun. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Super <laughs> sick. So I fun. The other day, honestly, so good. Also, that demo we made where Gabby sang was fire. Just that was rad. Over, over the acoustic. Yeah, that that was pretty rad. Mm-hmm. that's so awesome who uh produces your music like how do you guys get the the final cuts ready for spotify so for this project with them it um was mostly just us all throwing ideas together and luckily we had a sound engineer it was he was he was good he was talented he just threw it all together we didn't have much input as far as the mixing went he just sent us the final stereo Mix and was like a master and he's like, here it is, let me know if you have any feedback. And we were all pretty like, alright, that's good, that was good. So we were happy with it, so we kept yeah. that. That song didn't have a producer, it was just all the parts that we thought of when we were writing it. I was playing cajon and bass, Sean was playing, um, Sean was playing uh, guitar. Sean actually tracked drums for the recording too. And then Gabby, did, Gabby played um, the pianos in the studio. And then Ava played some guitar acoustic, and then Corey played some acoustic guitar. I played the guitar solo in the studio. And so, so it was just... This... Oh, sorry. You, know, you did it in the middle of the pandemic, though. So, like, you guys, like, weren't in the same room collabing, and, like, you guys kind of, like... Or you collabed, like you said, in your backyard for it, and then kind of went around and recorded your own pieces at home. Is that kind of what happened, then brought them together? Um, so we recorded some of the parts, like... John's drum and stuff 
in the studio, in our home studio where Sean is right now. Yeah, I recorded the drums in here beforehand and an acoustic guitar. And Gabby's vocals were also done right here too, this mic. So that was the day before. And we all were like outside, so it was nice for COVID and stuff. But then um, the next, it was actually, we, they gave us one day to write us two songs. And the next day we had to record both of them. Oh so we like, shoot. Yeah, so it was a quick turnaround. So then we were like, crap. So the next day we all met up in that studio. I think it was in Irvine. And, you know, we just had to record it there. So we all, they, they had it all set up for us. So that was nice. That was our first time, Chad and I's first time being in a real studio besides our home studio. So it was a really cool experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially like actually recording in a real studio too. And the engineer was really good. He was a great guy. He owned the studio, so he knew everything was working. And he got some great sounds and everything. Yeah. Uh, that's so sick. I mean, like you said, like getting that time to be in like a real studio is it's just got to be so awesome, especially as like young musicians. I mean, you guys have made so much amazing music just outside of the professional studio, but like it's. This has got to be a whole different world to, to be in that atmosphere. Yeah, it is. Who are some of your like musical influences for your own sounds that you guys make? What What would you say are like like who? What artists inspire you? Mm. Well, there's a lot of the people who surround our lives is definitely a big one. Like our teacher James Clay Garrison, who I mentioned earlier, he's really honestly he's a huge influence for my stuff. I love his album. Grand experience, it's really good. And then also some of our friends' bands, they broke up, but they were called Lacquer. They inspired some of my music and also creative differences. A lot of our friends and their work really is inspiring. And then also as far as Slave C Humanity too. Slave, yeah. With them a lot. They kind of inspire us to write a little heavier. Playing shows. And then also bands like Oh, you can be talking for sure. Oh, okay, so you think so. Yeah. Yes, like Chad said, they they are playing with slaves to humanity and XY like playing those shows you're like oh we gotta get heavier songs out because that's the crowd of playing so that definitely is a huge factor on shaping our sound also i mean chad and i both listen to a ton of zeppelin a ton of the beatles and a ton of the police so that really especially them especially them especially the police the beatles number one oh, let's yeah. uh the police and then led zeppelin kind of like number two for song yeah, writing for sure for sure um i get a little different inspirations too I don't know why, because I never listen to them that much. But when I write, I write a lot, like Coldplay and Young the Giants. So I've been listening to them a lot for how they pull off their songs in like the studio and stuff. And um, that's been influencing me quite a lot, actually, especially for producing. Honestly, one of my biggest influences is just changing it up, like just just always changing it up. So it's kind of strange for me. But I just like to do things that make me like like um stimulated in a way mm -hmm. so either writing songs live on the spot which a lot of songs we've done like that be my only released that one most we recent did. that one we wrote live on the spot i just mm -hmm. came up with that riff and then some other songs did like that too so those are cool but then i kind of got bored of that because it didn't end up too structurally complicated since it was all made up on the spot so yeah, yeah. we'll jam yeah. some yeah, now I've been writing more like, honestly, the past week I've just been singing a bunch of acapella tunes. Normally I always write with the guitar, but it just it's given me a lot more like melodic and harmonic freedom because it's it's just so out there. 
just singing things and just going like coming up with some crazy line that's moving in fourths and then the chords are falling or something and then I end up on some crazy chord that sounds cool or resolved that I would never come up with on guitar but it's really fun so just always changing up with things like that's fun to me. Yeah and for me it goes the same way like every song I write I prop up my phone like this I'll lean against something I have a song idea I'll record it I'll just go on my video press the chord then I'll come up with an idea and be like I can't find it and then I'll come back to it and I have like thousands of videos and except it'll be like normally I'll write the whole song on this will be in a, maybe it'll be a little melody that's in my head but then I'll grab the guitar and without knowing the chords I press the chord and I'll figure out the key really quick and then I have relative bits so I'll figure out the whole progression really quick and then I feel like it just flows naturally at that point once I'm already playing guitar and I'll just naturally flow into a verse, um, in a verse melody that works, or vice versa, a chorus and a chorus melody that works. And then I'll have the whole song in a three-minute video wrote on the spot anyways, so. Yeah, that's honestly really impressive. I mean, like, having relative pitch has got to be a godsend, because then it's like, kind of gets all yeah. the math out of the way, and just like, kind of, you, you don't have to worry about, oh, I got to fix this or put that here. You can kind of just, like you said, feel it out and get yourself to where you want to go naturally. And I think like having the mindset of, okay, I just want to learn new music. Like having the like forethought to be like, okay, we're going to be playing like a punk show or like more of a heavier metal kind of crowd. So we want to like kind of tweak our sound to that is really, really smart. And honestly, just as young musicians, like that's also even more smart to do because then it's you end up having a wider range of tools in, in your sound kit. You know what I mean? It's You're not confined to, oh, I don't necessarily love this type of music, but it's all I can play, so that's all I'm going to play. You you have this growth mindset where it's, I want to play what I want to play, and I'm going to do that. I think that's only going to help you in your musicianship to like further yourselves as uh, just professional players. And, and then being able to fuse maybe genres that you wouldn't think fusing together would work, but you'll be able to do that more seamlessly now, just with the way you guys are producing your sounds and your music. I think that's really, really awesome, dude. I, I love that. Thanks. Yeah, that's totally, especially what Sean does. He'll, like, like Sean said, change it up all the time. I notice he'll write so many different styles, and it's always cool to hear Sean. You'll write so many different styles. I mean, I do too, but and Sean, then you, you record a lot more often than me, so you'll, you'll produce them in totally different styles too. Like, I love you. It's total, like, Beatles rock sound, it, like, uh, revolver vibes. And then Feeling Alive, we were at this one party on New Year's and they were playing Mac DeMarco and it was our first time hearing him and we thought we thought it just sounded cool so Sean produced it like that for example and wrote the song the same night so it's cool. It's all about learning and applying the learning honestly for me and whatever stimulates the creation so. Yeah exactly no that, yeah. that's the key that's the key guys. Yeah uh, I've noticed that um, so I've noticed that when I when I try to stick to one genre I get I get um bored of writing so, and I get like writer's block. So I always, even if I want to have this one thing be my sound, I'll write it whenever I can. But if there's another thing that's nasty coming to me, then I'll write it a bunch. And then my creativity grows and I can go back to writing that sound I wanted, but even better. I noticed that's the way it works. Yeah, I think that's that's important too, to not just be like, kind of put yourself in, in a box in a way to be like, oh, I'm this type of writer and I have to, wait for the writer's block to be gone to do this and but you're taking it as the approach of oh well i can't do this now 
So I'll do, I guess, what I'm feeling more now. Yeah, or you're just you're present with yourself and not denying what you're feeling. That's really important. And I notice it cures the writer's block for me every time too. Totally, totally. Because because you're you're free flowing. You're not stagnant. You're just like and willing to change and adapt to to the moment in any at any given time. But that's just going to be a yeah. benefit in life and music. That's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a, a moment in your life when you'll be like? wow like we're doing i've made it like as a musician or as a person this is this is my goal and like i have achieved success yeah i'll go this day i definitely felt like that when we played i think it was on our 18th birthday or it was a week after that we played two weeks in a row at sea salt on the beach and they used to have this huge stage with trust rods that went up 20 to like 30 feet in the air and they were so cool and it was such a bummer because apparently because it had to get shut down because there were two people that complained, but I'm pretty sure it was just because their venue was jealous of how big their stage was, honestly. It's a shame, but um, playing there was so cool. And I remember when we were playing there, I had the bass on my back, and I climbed 20 to 30 feet up the truss rod, and then I swung off the top of it, just holding on to my hands and my feet, or swinging with the bass on my back, and we were playing, so I was like Teen Spirit. And the whole crowd was screaming insane, and it was definitely, like, I was like, bro, that's all I needed to do. Like, I could die right now and be happy. That's so, like, classic rock and roll. Like, that's so insane. It was insane. I can play you the clip right now if you want. I'll pull it up in a second. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Maybe, maybe after the show. But, yeah, yeah. But, no, that's that sounds absolutely nuts. I mean, I can just picture your mom or just, like, your parents, like, losing their absolute minds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's going to die right now in front of me. Yes, my mom. The reason I didn't keep going was because the, the only thing I heard when I was screaming it was Teen Spirit and then my mom screaming at me to get down. Yeah. So I know, yeah, That's the only reason why I don't climb is because I'm not ready to hear mom yell her. Yeah, down. everyone in the whole crowd can hear her yelling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people two crowds over in another stage, if there was one, could hear her yell. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But everyone thought it was so funny and so cool, though, so it was totally worth it. Yeah, I love that so much. I still would do it. I just still would get yelled at Yeah. What about you, Sean? What What would you say is a moment of success? Hmm, Well, for me, this might this might be really um, ambitious, but I I wouldn't say that I have reached the success yet, as far as um. As far as yet, but I feel like maybe once I could hit like a platinum album, then I'd really feel success. So I'm setting my bar high, but yeah. that's um that's like the goal or a single or something, anything like a platinum album or single that that would be definitely the moment of success. Okay, now I can take a little vacation and be proud of myself. But until then, I'll keep making sure that doing my best. And if there's any moment I can pick in my past, maybe it's I don't know. I mean, I wrote this one, it was it was a lot more small scale, but it was for a history project. I wrote a song and got an A on it. It was about veterans, so that was pretty fun. <laughs> Heck yeah. I yeah. love that. that that's so don't pull a Kurt Cobain and be like, I'll, the thing that will cure my depression is getting oh, yeah. it. Of course <laughs> not. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. 
is uh, a platinum is a million sold or downloaded right is that yeah that's okay, pretty is, sure. gold, is gold a hundred or i don't i don't know the numbers but I'm not um, sure. i just think it's like silver gold platinum or something yeah no i i know i know platinum's a million but heck, i mean that's you got to set your dreams high and that's because that's what they're for how are you gonna and then when you do achieve them you'll be like wow gotta set the bar higher and just keep exactly. moving it up if that's what you do no definitely take that vacation because you earned it. when when you get to a million yeah, you yeah. get that vacation but then when you come back you hit it hard yeah dang i didn't realize platinum was only a million i know that sounds shocking but that makes i thought yeah that makes it seem a lot more possible even though that's still crazy amount i feel like it's possible for every person you know oh absolutely no it's it's definitely possible you know Especially with downloads and streams, you can get your music in front of so many more people that you wouldn't expect, you know? Yeah, totally. And now, live from the Hive, the Beerman Brothers are here to perform for you, I Love You. like all of your gigs I, I see all over instagram you guys are literally just like working your butts off like going everywhere you can do you guys reach out to venues yourselves or are people reaching out to you who who manages that that side of the the business 
So our actually our mom does a lot of that. So kudos, nice. shout out to our mom. Thanks, mom. Momager. So yeah. <laughs> She, she's really good at that, and when we were, we started playing gigs when we were a lot younger, 12 or something, I can't really remember, but she, back then, we couldn't get our own gigs because no one wants to work with little kids, so she was the one who would make the connections for us as a legal adult and just take care of all the business. So she was helping us get all the gigs, and as far as the music creation and promotion of released music, that's us, but our mom does all the gigs and stuff so that's really helpful mm-hmm. yeah, that that's sick I, I saw on your instagram that you guys got to play a 95.5 klos i mean god i used to listen to them like every day driving to school like that they're yeah. they're a huge like down here in, in uh california anyway like that that's a really big deal what was it like uh playing there like was it just nuts you know what i mean did you guys know yeah. where you were while you were there yeah it was rare but we didn't get to actually go because of covid but but they they called us and they they had some guys on the other line. Robert, no no no, it was the lead singer of Incubus and some other huge people. Or no, the basis of Incubus. I can't remember. It was some huge people though. Yeah, um, that's that's insane. They gave us they were, awesome advice. Yeah, and I have the video actually. It's funny. I always watch it every once in a while. But our mom was just proud, so she was filming us while we were listening to it. And it's just funny, yeah, I can always, I always remember our reaction like that. Like, when they were playing our songs on the radio, it was definitely so epic. I remember blasting it through the house, because our radio in the house, and just holding hands up, let's go! You know? yeah. Yeah. So we were doing, and then our sister's dog was over, so we were like lifting him up and swinging him around. <laughs> God, that's was... such a momentous occasion, that's, that's insane. So, so, but they reached out to you though. So they were like, they heard you guys like by some miracle and were like, all right, can you give us like your, your song? Like we want to put it on. So actually, no, we actually hit them up many times and we, our friends, Slaves to Humanity were on there a lot. So we asked, we eventually, they never responded to us. They weren't getting back to us. So we were like, oh shoot, like that's okay. I guess we'll keep trying, but it was kind of like, we don't want to get in their hair too much. So we asked our friends and they said that they knew one of the guys who worked there, so they gave us his email. So that was really helpful. So we emailed that guy directly, and then he got back to us, and that's how we got on the show. So that was yeah, we, we told them we were playing a show with Slaves Humanity, who at the time they were promoting like crazy because everyone loved them, and we're great friends with them. They're all the homies. Shout out to Slaves Humanity. They are yeah. killing it. They're absolutely killing it. Um, yeah, yeah. So then, we, yeah, exactly. So that gave us some leverage and. And they, they thought we were, they, they liked it. So it all worked yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, no, I love that. I mean, that's so cool that they were able to like kind of throw you a bone, so to speak. Like, just like, I don't know, that you guys are great people. So I'm sure like it was no uh, skin off their back to help you out. I was like, I think that's awesome. I love yeah. to see musicians helping musicians in any way they can. Because yeah. it's just so easy for it to become a really toxic place. Like, you, yeah. you just, you, I go to concerts and see like, the band like the opener or something come off and just not talk overt shit but just be like oh i would have played that lick better or something it's just like get over yourselves it's it's yeah. supposed to be a community it's supposed to be, there's enough success to go around i always say that it's not it's not like i succeed and you don't it's like right. we're working together to succeed as a scene you know exactly exactly and that's something i've really seen in socal especially right now like just everyone is just really on board with each other just like 
making the best out of everything that's going on and just like coming together to collab or just put on festivals together just really be in it for each other which is really really kind of beautiful to see yeah because that's how you have to do it you have to do it as genres and genres come from scenes everyone like you find other bands that play similar styles as you then you guys all work together to grow because no one really will just want to listen to this one new sound i mean unless if it's crazy good but not really though still they want to hear other things that like if there's a couple other bands that are like it too that are just as good and they'll get interested in that genre and then it, the whole scene will grow you know no absolutely yeah yeah because i mean it's like when i hear one band and i love their sound and then that band can recommend another band i'm just all the more excited to have more and more music to listen to yeah and they all think, like more music listeners are about that you know mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. it's either go together or fall individually yeah you know? wow that's so true that is so true what would you say is the best advice you guys have been given like for life or your music career hmm best advice i don't know some i don't know this definitely isn't the best advice but some guy gave me some good advice earlier actually yeah it's definitely nowhere close to the best advice i just thought it was i just thought it was just wise words from the counselor I called before because I was trying to juggle music career in college right before this. And he was saying that the thing I was trying to do was like this one, it's this one ancient tale of these guys, they were were sailors and there were mermaids calling and then they wanted to go to the mermaids. But the thing is where the mermaids were, then then their ship got destroyed because the mermaids were where the rocks were. So he was saying that where I was trying to go is where the rock like the mermaid for me was getting free college but but there were a bunch of rocks there and that it just didn't work out for me because i wouldn't have time to juggle touring and in person wild i mean that that's an that's a really interesting way to kind of look at the whole it's it's a work-life balance type of thing that you're kind of describing i mean it's like everyone says get a job go to college have babies do the thing the american whatever But I mean, when you're in your position with like, just the amount of skill and just like time and dedication you've already put towards the thing you want to do and the thing you love and you're good at, it's harder to say no to that, like, American, just like the idea of what is supposed to be versus what you're doing. It's hard to either merge those two things or, or like you said, you might have to give up on one to really follow your true self and your passion. And I'm not saying don't go to college, but it also might mean like you do tour for a while and then make your money and then go back to college if that's what you want. It, it yeah. doesn't have to happen in any particular order. So I think that's that's honestly great advice. Yeah, going or just at least doing some online units so that yeah. we at least doing something. Right, like when you can and work it around, make college work for you. You don't work for college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for me, the best advice you've ever gotten is probably something about about following music a business because the business side is just the study of success mm-hmm. so it's like you can put all your time and energy into learning all you can about everything music music theory or the becoming the best person in the world in your instrument and all this stuff but honestly it's like if you can do all that then it starts to get scary because i mean as a kid i used to think oh if you're talented, eventually people will catch on and you'll get really popular. But, you know, now, I don't know, it just seems more like it's not the case. 
even if you're one of the best play flamenco guitar players in the world, like you'll only have a following as big as the audience you play for. Mm -hmm. So it's all about knowing how to, how the business works and how to expand your audience and grow your net. And it's a lot of work and it's a lot of consistently pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, like to the extremes, because it's just, it's the world of everybody who listens to you and everyone who will judge your music. Cause that's how it works. And that's how you grow following and stuff. So it's really, um, great thing to learn about the business side of music is that so uh, that's what success is all about as far as getting getting popular music and uh, yeah no i i 100 you're, you're right on the money right there you know what i mean it's you're gonna have to like art and business are like in a death lock no neither one wants either part of the other but they have to be a part of each other yeah. it's like they're they're in, inescapably linked and you're right. I mean, it's, you need that following to buy your tickets, to buy your merch, to support your your food, your plate. It, it is equally important, if not almost more important, because you see people all the time that aren't worth their weight in gold that have like over like 500,000 followers or whatever it is. And you're just like, how did that happen? And they're just like, dude, just Facebook ads. I don't know. And you're like, okay, sure, fine. It's crazy. It's insane. It's insane. But I think and you like vice versa of like the most talented guy, and you're like, bro, like why do why people are you... know about you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they're just like, oh, I just, I just play down here at this restaurant all the time. Literally, they're just like, oh, it's a simple life for me, but it doesn't have to be. Someone needs to find you and put you on a big stage. Or they have tried really hard and didn't figure out the business. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's, easy, it's an easy part to flounder on, too. You can really beat your head against yeah. the wall and get nowhere. Yeah, totally. Like, you can put out the most amazing record, and if you literally just put it out, and you just put it out, and no one will hear it. So then it's I've seen these funny videos. It's like me wanting to release music. It was like a TikTok, and then it was like a bunch of other things. It was like me having to like go figure out cover, and then figure out how to release it, and then how to plan a month ahead and get the pre-save link, and then there's so much stuff, and then getting legal contracts, and and then sharing pay with everyone who worked on the band. And like, why can't I just release my song? Yeah, exactly. Like, and then copyright and all this other junk like it, it's a whole other beast it it's like, a whole other art form in a way to, to master that side of the business you know own job it's its own month of work just for one song yeah. it takes takes time for ascap and bmi and all that stuff to get you your number you have to sign up for that thing then to give you your song id number so that you can make money off your song mm -hmm. plus if your song does do well then you'll miss out on all the thing and if we're trying to make it as a job but you know it would be nice to make money so absolutely it takes a lot of a lot of time than just releasing a song it's a lot of business and knowing what you have to do to be able to get the things be able to get money out of it and be able to get people to hear it even because if you just release it no one's going to hear it yeah where have you guys learned this business acumen that you have so far just like all that minutia that you just mentioned is it been like uh, previous teachers or just like life and kind of google and YouTube. Um, it's mostly been from who are learning too so that's really helpful that's awesome. like our good friend wyatt pike he actually just he's he's a genius man he actually just blew up like literally because he's a genius and he knows how to work the business so he got on america american idol and got like super high up there yeah, like top 14 yeah, yeah. For him. That's he ended up leaving for when it comes out of millions you know 
Yeah. yeah. He's crazy. And he's so smart. He knows everything about the business, but like the back of his hand. So he's always telling, I remember I used to call him like for two hours and you just tell me everything. And I'd be like, yo, this is, I just writing all down. Like, I'm going to have to study this for five weeks straight. Like everything in this two weeks. Yeah. Hour call. We used to get, he used to post weekly videos and get like 300 views. And now after doing all this stuff, he like his first release got ten thousand streams on each song, and then now after going on American Idol, each video he posts gets like forty five thousand views. No, that's, He's that's insane. I mean, I remember looking it up in the past, and in terms of like business relationships of like sponsorships and like promoting products and stuff, you become a like legal not legal but like certified entity is at a thousand followers. Like businesses are looking for at you at a thousand followers to be like, okay, but we'll cut you a deal. We'll give you like a, a coupon code or something to to yeah. promote our, our stuff. And so like you guys have already met that that first barrier. So you guys are on your way up to the next one. But like forty thousand is nothing to scoff at. I mean people look at Ariana Grande and I don't know, whoever else Billie Eilish to have like millions and billions of followers it's okay yeah that's the one percent but there's enough food around enough people to to get us all fed so it's not about the the giant giant numbers because those come with time but like in the it's the small victories not even small the 40,000 people is huge and even a thousand is honestly really big yeah where do you hear that from the thousand thing I remember I was working with someone back in the day and she wanted me to help like promote um her career as a uh, motivational speaker and um, I was just doing like research it was just uh, an article I read online so I don't know how much validity it has but I'm it just kind of broke it down into, into tier lists it was like 1,000 to 5,000 is like a, a in small influencer or something I don't know they had their own terms for it but um, I'm sure if you just googled influencer relationships or influencer business relationships then uh, a ton of stuff would come up because that, that's really what musicians are in a way I mean I don't really like the term influencer because it's I don't know it just seems weird but I mean that's that's the vernacular for it so definitely it's out there hopefully it's own thing for sure yeah absolutely what is like the most trouble you guys have gotten into I, I know chad you told that story about like climbing the the, the rafters but has there ever been a time that like really made your mom's head spin that time for sure yeah i, can, uh, I mean you made made sean scared enough to not want to try it ever so yeah. <laughs> i can only imagine the rat yeah. <laughs> it was great exactly other times my mom's head spins all the time when when we like wake up and mom's like, you have to wake up and go to the gig. You're gonna be late. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's classic. Yeah, that's, that happens every single time. <laughs> or, or it will be something like mom books a bunch of gigs and 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 it'll be cool. And then I don't know. Just actually, that's not really nothing. Maybe it'll just be a little family drama. Oh, thanks, Mom, for picking the gigs. And she's like, yeah, you guys are running late. And, like, you don't see all this work I'm doing. And, like, also, Mom, we do, you know. For but, sure. But, I mean, that stuff always works out, you know. We're so grateful to have Mom helping us like that. We're so grateful, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's handling the business end right now. I mean, that's that's huge. It's so huge. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. What, what would you say, Sean? Yeah, definitely the gigs. Yeah, our, because our mom talked to the people a lot who she takes care of that, talking to the people who hire us. She likes to also tell us put the set lists and do all this stuff. And a lot of times it's just maybe a little clash of just the process of preparing 
is that I, I tend to, I know it kind of sounds maybe weird, but I like to write the set list in the gig because I see the vibe of the audience and then I'm like, okay, this song's gonna work, this song's not gonna work, it's gonna work, it's gonna work. So it's like I bring a list of all the songs we do and then write them out in the, in the gig. So it's definitely unconventional, but that's my favorite way to do it. So just things like that, because she likes to see a set list ready and then just the way that I really think is, I don't know, just stuff like that, so it's cool. For sure. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to, to have the, to make the set list on the spot, but I could understand also a venue wanting to know, like, all right, well, how long is your set going to be? You know what I mean? And that does depend on the song. Normally, we have a length, and then I'll, like, plan out to, to the length. For sure. But yeah, definitely, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's smarter to plan it before. For sure, I need to, yeah, you know. Especially if, if we have like lighting and like quick aligned with the set list too. Right. We're not at that level yet, like as well as production for live, because we're always like switching out with other bandmates. But and we don't want to have them have to learn like this whole entire show. But we should get to that soon, hopefully. Absolutely. Hey, just letting you know, I'm gonna have to get going kind of soon. But uh, but thank you though. I don't know. Is there like a time that this would be over? Or not? Yeah. I, I got maybe two, three more questions, uh, if, that, okay, if that's nice. cool, chill. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, all good. So, do you guys ever get, like, nervous before a performance? Or do you guys just been doing it so long since, like, you were young that it's just, like, nothing, you know? We've just been doing it so long, yeah. We don't ever get nervous. The only shows I ever get nervous at are the shows for our school, and that's because there's a, it's playing along to a click, and we only have three shows a year. And we practice months for it, and it's just there's a lot of stress built up to it. But still, even it just kind of like, oh, I hope we don't go off quick track because then we're not going to be synced with the video. And that's because right. I don't feel that that much, but it's still not that bad. Like, I never ever really get nervous besides that. So, yeah, I normally extremely hype, normally jumping around and grabbing people and shaking them, like, let's go. Yeah. 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 Same. For me, it's not really a nerve factor that much. Unless, <laughs> for some reason, the only time I really ever get nervous is if my girlfriend's at the show, which is funny. But I don't really ever get nervous that much. It's more of just, just, just a hypeness. Me and my brother and the drummer and trumpet girl, whenever we'll just get super hyped and be like, oh yeah, here we go. And just like get in huddle mode and, and just pep talk each other and get hyped. Actually, I do, I do actually, now that we've been doing my songs a little more, I do get sometimes a little nervous and insecure when I'm singing my own songs, and that's about it, actually. That makes sense. I mean, I don't think I've met someone in a very long time that isn't insecure or, like, nervous about their own singing voice, because it's such, like, a personal thing, you know what I mean? Everyone has a very unique voice. That is one thing that everyone is different. You can all hit an A note, wherever it is, but it's, like, in your tonality and vo vocal range or whatever. Not range, but you know what I'm saying, like... Yeah. Timber, everyone's voice is just very unique and so that it's a it's a personal thing not only that i mean i don't get nervous about that anymore but now it's it's really singing my original songs that are personal to me you know uh, that, those, those are the ones like if it's a very personal song and i'm singing to people I'll be like i wonder if they're thinking if this is actually like about a real thing like right now <laughs> yeah no for sure that that but that vulnerability really makes it, it separates the performers from the musicians and the artists you know what i mean that's what people really connect with and really 
really start to feel something in the music that is deep and and and, and real. I think it's worth it as long as it makes people feel something. That's the whole point. Totally, totally, and I think that I, I mean, us and me as a listener really appreciates you going out of your way to be that vulnerable to make your music that way. It really comes off. I think that's really cool. Oh, thanks. Means a lot. <laughs> For sure. All right. What would you guys like to say to your monthly listeners, like the people that are already listening to and supporting you now? Like, is there anything you want to shout them out for or say to them? Thank you guys for listening to us and enjoying our music because that's what everything means to us. It's all about all about that, the community, the Beerman Brother family. Exactly. Beerman family. Yeah, I love that. That's what you gotta get. You guys gotta call your fans. You know how like yeah, it has his parrot heads. It's like the Beerman family. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I actually just started calling him. I made a pre-save link for our newest release yesterday, and I was like, "Thank you for joining the Beerman brother family." You know? Yes, I love that. <laughs> that's so it's sick, guys. Because that's even funny. And yeah. honestly, do you guys have anything in the pipe right now? What's next for the Beerman brother? A song called "I Love You." That I spoke about that earlier. It's fun. It's a psychedelic rock tune, so it's um, it's, it's pretty rare. So we got that one. Favorite too. genre of music. I am so hype. <laughs> yeah, if you want to, you go pre-save it now. The link's in our bio. So if you follow us at the Beerman Brothers, you can go pre-save that. And it's super exciting. We're gonna release that one June 18th, Friday. So and this isn't bragging, cause Sean mostly wrote it. He wrote all the lyrics and melody and the main bass riff. So. I can say it's a it's a really good song. You guys should you guys should definitely listen to it when it comes out. Definitely pre-save it too. Go check out the Beerman Brothers Instagram and find the pre-save link there. Thanks. Heck yeah, guys! Thank you so much. That has been the Beerman Brothers. Be sure to check them out everywhere. You can find them: Instagram, Spotify, the works. And uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you, man. Booyah. Super stoked, guys. This was real. I've been looking forward to, like I said, having you guys on for way too long. I'm so happy we guys we got to make this work. Hey, I'm so happy. So awesome. Sorry, last time Sean was sick, it totally worked out now. So Yeah, I know. That was gnarly. No, it's all good, man. I mean, I'm happy you're feeling better now, and I mean, it's that happens. Hopefully, mm-hmm. later on, if you guys ever want to promote something, we can. it doesn't always have to be this long. We can uh, just come on shortly or t- just catch up. I'd love to have you guys back on if you enjoyed your time. Totally, man. We totally yeah. yeah. do it. And <laughs> we'll play some jam or, or like collab or we'll play a show even sometime. Yeah, absolutely. No, that'd be even better. I mean, I eventually want to start uh, doing my own like hive mind like festivals so uh, you guys are definitely hot on the top of that list you know that you guys are sick thank you so much we would absolutely love to hell yeah i'll keep you guys posted all right awesome. well, i think i'll catch you guys thank on the flip side then <laughs> thank you man peace, peace out have a good one thank you so much my birds and bees for tuning in today don't forget to check out the beerman brothers newest single i love you out now on spotify Thank you again for joining us in the Hive today. We hope you can buzz back again soon. Stay sweet, everybody. Peace.